time we did a tier list we did the forwards and i gotta say if we had waited to do it today zion williamson may have been a little higher than f2 because i've been seeing dude, dude, you were you up. were he, just so down on zion williamson and then yeah because he was a bum bounce. but you know what he, it looks like he might not be a bum now that's 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 good dude, that's what i said like, it holds up there's no way he was gonna be a bum this season after witnessing what his team did in the last hmm. last season's playoffs, like without him, they took the Sun six games, which mm -hmm. I'm not sure is, is a that great of a feat. Uh, mm -hmm. Flamed out. I, yeah, I was down on him, and until I see some regular season consistency goodness from him, I'm still gonna keep him in F tier. A lot of the uh, NBA analysts have the Pelicans. As like a dark horse to make it pretty far in the playoffs, like potentially even the finals. You know what? I think the Nuggets, I think the Grizzlies and the Nuggets, they could go pretty deep this year. I think it's uh, I don't know what's going on with Nikola Jokic and his uh, supporting cast. Uh, well, I mean, the last thing I read was Murray kind of like he he's playing again, but then the last thing I read was that he. He like limped off the court. Um, That's not good. Clutching the part of his knee where he injured his uh, his leg, like whatever, two seasons ago or something. So yeah, I, I'm not sure. And then I'm not sure what's going on with uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, he I think he got back surgery or something. He got some sort of surgery or he was injured. So um, yeah, we have to see if he's still like back in form this season. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure if the Nuggets are gonna, I don't know, like be, maybe they might be the same as they were last year. Or I'm not, I'm not sure they're, they're gonna be anywhere as good as they were that season when they went to the Western Conference Finals. Uh, I think that's to be seen. <clears throat> and they pulled off an insane reverse three stock on the Clippers. I really wish it would have been the, the Nuggets in the finals with the Heat, but if that would have happened, would you call uh, would you call Jokic's ring a bubble ring? <laughs> I would call it a bubble ring. Whoever won okay. that, that title, that that's a bubble ring. You can't deny it, dude. They they were in a bubble, and there was no they were a, there was no fans. There was no thing was, man, that whole thing was uh, stupid. I don't know. I, I, I just think it's not it's not like playoff, normal playoff kind of atmosphere, pressure. Uh, so it's, it's a bubble. bubble ring. Yeah, I'm with you, man. That whole thing was stupid. But you know who's not stupid? Nikola Jokic. All right. I mean, we'll start with an easy one. Nikola Jokic. Wait, wait, wait. So, so uh, oh, a quick on, introduction. Oh yeah, a couple of, oh. or out of the last podcast we did a yeah like you said a forwards tier list, and now we're continuing with that 
series doing the centers and uh, the NBA season is about to start. Like we're the, I think the teams are playing the last game of the preseason this week. So the regular season is going to kick off soon. Uh, we're going to see if our predictions are accurate. Maybe we can put together the guard uh, tier list uh, pretty soon after this. Mm. Yeah. We've been busy with real life. Like, uh, I don't know. Do you want to tell them, dude? Do you want to tell the good people the good news? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I've been busy. I've been busy. I've been busy. Yeah, with life. Um, with real life, if you like that, though. Pregnant. Uh, Woo! So, congratulations, buddy. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, I got a, another one coming, and uh, I mean. Accurate right now, he's, he's already like a handful. He's at that age where he's just like a monster. It's like <laughs> everything. And like, just, he just wants to like destroy everything. So yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be rough uh, <laughs> having two boys, <clears throat> but uh, it's good exercise. Oh, you got, yeah, well, you, you got the life that a lot of dudes wish they had. So, you know, congratulations, buddy. You guys will be great. Guys, it'll be great. Kira's a good boy, dude. Yeah, yeah he's a good boy. <laughs> All right. Great introduction. Uh, so we got real life going on, but we're still here. We're still talking basketball. We're still making our tier lists for all the different positions. Next in line is the centers. And honestly, we could start with an easy one. Nikola Jokic. Okay. And uh, not only do I think Nikola Jokic is – tier but man this dude has like a legitimate case for being the best player in the league what do you think yeah um yeah he's he's a seven footer he can pass he can shoot the three ball he's everything you want in like a like a modern big man uh his passing ability is amazing he's like one of the oh my god best passing i've ever seen from a center uh yeah he, he can shoot like the lights out like he doesn't even jump. <laughs> he's just like, uh, I don't know, people, I mean, you can't block it, right? Like people, he just like, he does this like weird kind of shot like above the head or whatever. And um, yeah, you know, it, it's like, you can't contest it. Uh, and he's got beautiful post moves, probably the best. The Sambor shuffle, man. It's, it's unguardable. It's like Dirk's move, man. He, he's, yeah, he his, his footwork in the post is, is like really pretty. Um, the only, I guess, critique is maybe defense. He's uh, he's not very elite defensively. I don't think he's like terrible, but um, that's maybe one part of the game that he can up. Um, and yeah, the Nuggets, uh, he really carried the Nuggets last season, uh, taking them to uh, the sixth seed. With, mm -hmm. you know, it's his two second and third best players injured. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm worried. Um, I, I think the Nuggets kind of devolved into like a heliocentric offense that season. It's kind of like the typical LeBron, Harden, Giannis type of offenses where like one guy does everything and then their stats look like super amazing, but then the team doesn't do that well. So I think uh, I, I, I want to see him play well together with Murray and have Murray also play well and see the Nuggets like actually make it past the first round uh, and then 
I'll have like a, maybe like a better opinion. Like it, it'll show like that he can have value like outside of being like a, a heliocentric uh, piece. Um, and what I mean by that is like, uh, like there's offenses. Like this is the term that I've been seeing thrown around. It's basically like where you have a guy, like a, a usually like a forward or a center who um, is the initiator of the offense. And uh, they're also like the primary scorer and playmaker. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you saw that with LeBron in LeBron in like Cleveland, and uh, you saw that with Harden, Houston. You saw that with Giannis briefly uh, before um, uh, Drew Holiday came in to take the ball out of his hands. So then they, they these guys put up like big stats, but uh, I guess as Kobe like said in an interview that these kind of offenses are really predictable and like uh, come playoff time, like it's easy for the defense to zero in on that one person, like the sort of break yep. operation. Um, Cause no one else is a decision maker. You know, you, you don't have yeah. to for anyone else. Cause you know that who are, like Giannis or, or Jokic or LeBron is going to be the guy who orchestrates the offense. Um, so so I, I think the nuggets will be better if they have a more balanced offense with Murray uh, like attacking more and then Jokic, he can, you know, he can do his thing as well. Uh, but just yeah. overly reliant on it. <clears throat> yeah. So I see, I see what you're saying. Like if you're the best player on a, on a team with like where the second best option is like very, very far below your skill level, then yeah, it's predictable for the defense to just guard that one best player and shut it down. Like the pist, the bad boy Pistons, they had the Jordan rules for Jordan. Um, let's see when Kobe was the only player in LA with <clears throat> without a co-star, a real legitimate co-star, they were man, if I remember correctly, they were getting knocked out of the playoffs, and that's if they made it. Like they went yeah. down in the first round of the Suns uh in 07. And that's like, yeah, that was uh that was rough for your team. I mean, it was the result I wanted, but you know, right, right, right. it goes but, to show that if you have one good player, all you got to do is just exhaust him and shut him down. And right. But I mean, thing about one thing, but another thing is like the, what kind of offense they're running. So when I, when I say heliocentric, it's more like, like they're like Kobe wasn't the uh, like orchestrator of the offense. Like they had Derek Fisher who was a point guard and he, you know, they, they ran the triangle and well, I mean, I guess in 2005 and six, maybe they didn't run the triangle. What like Phil came back at some point and he reinstalled the triangle, but like an offense, like the triangle, it's like um, everyone is a, a decision maker. Like they call that these offenses, like a, like a motion style offense. So like the warriors run a motion style offense. So everyone is a decision maker. So you don't really know what, like, where the point of attack is coming from. Like, it's like everyone has the ability to shoot. Everyone has the ability to pass, to make plays. Uh, it's more unpredictable. And like anyone can go off. Uh, whereas like uh, like an offense like uh, Jok- Jokic ran or like Harden ran, where it's just like the primary ball handler, handler just is like at the top of the key. And then they just drive. And if they run into the wall, then they kick it out to like a three-point shooter. Like that's very predictable. That's like a heliocentric offense where it's like, okay, we just give the ball to LeBron and he just figures out like what to do. Um, 
<laughs> that to like a motion style offense, like the Warriors with the Warriors run or what the Spurs ran or uh, the triangle offense. I just, those offenses, uh, they, 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 they allow like the key piece of that offense to put up like really big stats like Harden did, but it doesn't win. It doesn't beat the motion style offense. Like, okay. yeah, okay. in the playoffs. I, I see what you're saying. However, I do want to call attention to it's not that Jokic is good at passing. Well, it is that he's good at passing, but I mean, his teammates have said that, have talked about him being a good passer. They're just like, dude, this dude has a way of passing the ball so that it finds your hands. And he passes in really creative ways, too. So I think having that kind of skill set gets the other players involved on the offense. The problem is the second best scoring option right now without Jamal Murray and MPJ. I mean, who is it? Is it Aaron Gordon? Is it Bones Highland? None of those guys can be your second best player and be a championship team, is my opinion. So well, I think if Nikola Jokic gets a his good supporting cast back, then Nuggets are easily in contention. But Jokic's skill set alone, man, I think he has a legitimate case for best player in the league. I mean, it's either going to be him or Giannis Attentacumbo at this point. Yeah. yeah Giannis, no, play, Giannis plays better ability. defense. But yeah. I mean, his passing, his passing ability, his shooting. Man, you're the one who sent me that uh, – those um, – the game between, uh, like, Greece and Serbia, right? Yeah, dude, yeah. He, his, both his of those guys. Moves. He was just he was cooking Giannis in the post. Was... Man, dude, Giannis plays good defense, but oh my god, Jokic was. Uh, I left. I I I finished that watching that going. Oh, there's no way that anybody is better than these two guys in the world right now. Like they're one and two. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's between him. I mean, you can throw and beat in there, uh, maybe. Uh, okay. Well, actually, I'm glad you bring that up because. Joel Embiid. On the stand, my question for you is: Is he best here on this list, or do you think he's top of eight here? Uh, let's see. I think he's best here. Um, he's got a he's got a lot of the same moves as Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem Olajuwon himself has said that Joel Embiid like reminds him of him when he played for the Rockets. I could, yeah, I, I could, I could accept Joel Embiid being S tier too. I think. I Embiid, mean, plus this dude's toughness is like off the chain. Like, I think during the Hawks season in 2021, something going on with his knee, like a torn meniscus or something. And then in their series against the Heat last playoffs, like this dude had a broken face, and he was still playing. Like this dude's toughness cannot like be doubted. So just based on that, plus his entire skill set, you know, the box scores, stats, whatever, this dude is really good. I would say S tier for Embiid, too. Yeah, he's uh, – I think defensively he's a little bit better than Jokic. He can also shoot the three. He can shoot the mid-range. Uh, it's got good, good post moves. Um, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't really have – he's a great free throw shooter. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't really have any – that many weaknesses it's just like we haven't really seen him uh go crazy in the postseason and really have that like kind of like quintessential like legacy defining 
kind of playoff series that we've seen from like Giannis. Uh, Jokic, uh, you could say like he had, I mean, we saw him go up against the Warriors and he like was able to take like a game or two, I forget. Um, so I think just a game, but he was playing really well in all of them. Yeah. So like you saw like what Jokic could do. Uh, and I think Embiid, I think what uh, detracts from uh, like from his status versus Jokic is uh, you have that playoff series with the Hawks where they were clear favorites. And I know everyone blames uh, Ben Simmons, but I mean, Joel, Joel's the best player on the team. And, you know, as the leader, you gotta, you gotta deliver. Like you can't, we can't just be blaming Ben Simmons. Um, and then last, last season, I mean, they went up against the heat. You could say the heat are better. Uh, and then they had like a broken down Harden, <coughs> but it, it just felt like, didn't feel like, feel like a really competitive series. Um, no, no, it didn't. I was like, yeah, he got, he got this. I'm like, you know, Harden can't carry a team. Joel is playing with lower HP than he normally would have. But still, props to the dude for, play, like, man, think about it for a second. This dude had a broken face and was playing. Ben Simmons was sad and not playing. Like, <laughs> just think about that for a second. Yeah, I watched the Ben Simmons um, uh, podcast with JJ Reddick. Did you did you see that? Uh, I didn't know he was on it. <laughs> yeah, so basically he kind of spilled the beans on like the situation and what went down and what his feelings were. And uh, yeah, it's basically he was sad. He was sad, and his teammates. And coach were like they didn't show him the support he wanted, so he uh, he basically didn't want to play uh, last last season for them. Yeah, there was nothing he said that was like, oh wow, that was the that was the issue all along. It was like, oh okay, so mm, okay, so nothing Ben Simmons said made you go, okay, we understand, bro. Yeah, the only thing was uh, the Nets stuff where. Um, I think like people were criticizing how he didn't play in the Boston series when the Nets were down like three nothing. And, <laughs> uh, he he said that he he got injured like uh, I forget like I I don't know how he got I forget how, why he why how he got injured but he he was injured and uh, there was some stuff about him like leaving the Nets chat like um, like group text the group. He group left the chat group chat. He that left the it. group chat. <laughs> so, 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 so that, 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 during Ow. that time, during that playoff series, like there's this like big, like story about how he like left the group chat. But uh, basically what happened was that group chat was dead anyway. Like no one was even like speaking in that group chat to begin with. Uh, so he just left and he didn't even know like if, it, if people were using it. That's uh, what he said. Oh, okay. Never mind. That's not as big of a deal as I thought. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sheesh. Yeah. Man, we he were was, talking about Joel. He was basically and... saying, like, you know, oh, everyone's blaming me for the Hawks lost. Uh, but, yo, I, bro, I guarded, like, the other team's best player. Uh, like, I did other stuff. 
you know, <clears throat> and um, he said, like, basically on that play uh, where, where he passed on a dunk, passed on a <laughs> wide open. Dunk. He, he, he said he like miss he like overestimated how close uh, whoever the defender was that was like nowhere near him. Like he like overestimated. He thought like they were going to be able to get to their spot like in time to like defend. That's why he like he passed it. Uh, <sighs> All right, if you say so. It's funny because we were supposed to be talking about Joel Embiid, but it took we took a big tangent to talk about what a bum Ben Simmons is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that 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 podcast, like I didn't come away from it thinking like, oh yeah, Ben Simmons, I forgive him. I just was just like, oh, so we were right. Yeah, we were sad. And you are kind of a bum for just sitting yeah. this, uh, this season. Um, yeah. F. Spoiler alert, he's an F tier when we come out with this tier. And then he, he was also, like, super cocky in the podcast. He was just like... What do you have to be cocky about? He's just like... Uh, I think, like, yeah, it's like J.J. Redick. You know, they're interviewing, so they're going to, like, talk him up and stuff, so... Yeah, he, he, you know, he's just like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's super easy. Like, like, uh, like he was talking about his passing ability and he was just saying like, oh, it's super easy for him. And like, he, his core. The fuck? I don't know. He, he, he was just like bragging a lot. Of you, you haven't played basketball in like a year. And you, all right. You should just like shut your mouth. Like, that's just sad, bro. So the season, you know, gets going and you start to prove yourself. Yeah. <laughs> mm. All right, what sorry. Yeah, yeah, let's move on to the next guy. Uh, oh, is oh it... wait. So, Joel Embiid, S tier. Yeah, S tier. He's, he's good. He's, he's tough. Good. He's got post moves. He's uh, the new Hakeem Olajuwon for the league. Right, hey, quick. If, you're gonna, if you were a, a GM or an owner and you want to start your franchise and you had to pick between Jokic and Embiid, who would you go with? Oh, Jokic. Absolutely, I would. Go Jokic. Mm-hmm. Probably go with Jokic just because Embiid is uh he's kind of injury prone. That's probably the only reason. All right, fair enough. Yeah, Jokic. Oh my god! Thing... Oh wait, wait, wait. The meeting what? Ten minutes. <laughs> How many more minutes? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, we can uh, we can do a couple more before we take a little break. All right, let's do this guy. Bam Adebayo. I think this dude had a case or had a few votes for defensive player of the year this year. I heard his name mentioned a couple of times in sports center for defensive player of the year. I wouldn't have picked him, but I gotta admit he is a pretty good center, especially on defense. My only criticism of him is during that heat Celtic season, they needed him to score a lot more than he did. Like, yeah, good for you for playing defense, but, you know, you're the second best player on the team. You need to be putting up more than like eight points a game or whatever it was. Yeah. And yeah, with that in mind, where should Bam be on this tier list? It's a good question. Yeah, I know that series is like fresh in our mind. <clears throat> and he was pretty inconsistent. Uh, but uh, if you're if you're a GM and you're looking through the league. I mean, he's a top center. He's like a top five. I want to say so like eight. center. So he's probably eight tier. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll put him right here for A tier for now. But there's like a ma- massive gap between S tier and A tier here. <laughs> like, uh, no doubt. No doubt. These two, like Jokic and B, there's like, like a canyon sized gap between them and Ben. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's even a big gap between Jokic and B. Not like a huge gap, but you know, a significant <laughs> gap, a noticeable one. But yeah, like I said, I just, uh, I mean, we'll leave Bam at a bio right here in A tier at the top of A tier right now because we don't have that many names yet on this tier list. But I got to tell you, I'm actually, you know, I'm going to go like this. I'm going to slide him down to like the middle of A tier. That way there's room to put people in front of him. Okay. Because I got a couple of people in mind that are going to be higher up. Or, okay, maybe not a couple of people, but how about right here? This is where he is, kind of at the high end of the tier. There's probably like one guy in front of him, maybe, or not even. I don't know. I'm putting him in front of Joe LMB or underneath <laughs> Joe LMB. Okay. All right. Yeah. Any, any more thoughts on Bam Adebayo? Uh, yeah, I just need to see more consistency. He, I mean, whatever he's doing, like on a good night, he'll be. He, He's giving you a really great defense and like double digit scoring, double digit rebounds. You just need to see it like more consistently. And in my true that pressure moments when you need it. <laughs> true that, true that, true that. All right. Now here's a guy who I don't I can't see this guy being any higher than like mid or low tier, but it's Rudy Gobert. Now look, I know he's won D- defensive player of the year three times. But honest to God, how did he do it? Is it just because of stats? Because he's not actually that good. Oh. I don't think he's that good. Not on offense, not on defense. And not only that, but we have to take into account that he's one of the highest paid centers in the whole league. So you have a dude like this who isn't like some kind of like super superstar MVP level player taking up a hundred million from your salary cap is that what you want that's not what i would uh, want but yeah, i don't know no, he 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 gives you double digit rebounds double digit points pretty consistently uh but yeah Man, i think i know Jason. what you're saying like there's probably guys out there that you, that could do the same thing for much cheaper if we're factoring in salary like you'd expect them to put up like like 30 points or something or like high 20s with the double digit rebounds but that's not what he's doing yeah he's not that great i mean even jason kidd <laughs> during, uh, like uh, like during the sun series this was when it looked like we might actually win but jason kidd was like man deandre he kicked our ass like this dude's not rudy gobert he can actually play <laughs> i thought I, 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 got, I bring that up because i thought it was hilarious because he's basically saying rudy gobert's trash and now we have to retool our whole strategy around the center who actually can play. Dude, I wouldn't put him at C tier, though. I think he's B tier. All right. I'll put him in B tier for now. but Like high B tier. Because high B. Even though you're paying him a lot of money, like, um, he, he does do his job. Fair enough. I'll put him in B tier. High end of B tier. 
I don't agree. I would put him at the low end of C if it were up to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if we're really, I mean, how much is Bam out of bio game pay? Like, I mean, we're really like that. Like, I think Bam paid maybe 30 or 40 mil. Uh, let me see. Bam out of bio salary, 32. Now we look at Rudy Gobert. Actually, Rudy Gobert's getting paid 26. Bam's actually even more. Wait a minute. Hold up. Didn't the Jazz sign him on for like $100 million or something? Oh, wait. No, you're right. Hold up. Why does why did Google just throw this big number at me? Okay, it's uh, $41 million for Rudy Gobert and uh, $32 million for Bam. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Hold up, you're telling me it's not like a hundred million? I thought that's what it was, though. Like they it's, signed him. No, 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 like... no. It's it's a it's a two hundred and five. It's a it's like a five year, two hundred five million dollar uh, contract. So average out. Gobert's making forty two uh, million, and Bam's making thirty two with his contract. It's like a hundred. Man, that's. That's still so much money, though, to spend on a guy who can't play. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he gets cooked on the perimeter. Uh, I mean, quick stats. Uh, Rudy does average more rebounds than Bam. Bam scores more. Sheesh, yeah. Well, Bam's a little cheaper. I mean, if I had to choose, I'm definitely picking Bam over Gobert. I'd pick a lot of people over Gobert. I mean, I think factoring in salary makes it very interesting. Otherwise, yeah. Like, well, I mean, when the salary is so big that you just can't ignore it, like, I mean, we'll talk about it more with Russ when it's guards, but Russell Westbrook will take up like half your salary cap and your team doesn't get any better. That's F tier status to me. <laughs> or low or close to it. Yeah, he, <laughs> now, he, here's had a, like, he had like three points today or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a guy that personally I would rather have him than Goldberg. You might feel a little differently. Chris Dapp's poor Zingas. Pingus Pingus? Zingas Pingus. Really? You'd rather have Tingus Pingus than Rudy Gobert? Um, yeah, I certainly would. All right. Well, I know even you're... even po- even post injury from New York. Pingus Zingas. Chris Dapp's poor Zingas. Yes, I would rather have him. Let's, let's do the interesting thing. Uh, he is averaging. 31 million. So he's around Bam's uh, salary. Mm-hmm. Bam. And uh... this dude scores really good, though. <clears throat> this dude is like, and I know you're going to clown me for saying this, but this dude is pretty much the prototype Nikola Jokic in terms of like, uh, you know, one is uh, Jokic is your. You're F-22 just saying that because they're both like European? What do you call it? <laughs> yeah, they're both they're both Euros, but you know, also both tall. Not that not that this not, not that this is relevant, but I'm pretty sure the two of them are friends. IRL, and they both have pretty similar skill sets. Are you sure they're friends? Because positive. Because he didn't get along with uh, Luca, and I think Luca's from the same. Isn't Luca from the same country as? Uh... You, you know what? There was one time where like the Nuggets were playing the Wizards. And the two of them were ha- at half court just chewing the fat before a game. Okay, and Charles Barkley got real butthurt about it. He's like, eh, 
I don't even care. I played with Jordan and he was my friend, but I wouldn't talk to him before a game. It's like, okay, dude. Well, <laughs> maybe right, it's well, different when you guys are two of the only European centers in the whole league. Right, and it's like, personally, if I was a pro athlete and so were you, I wouldn't give a fuck. I'd be talking to you before the game, hanging out a little bit, wouldn't you? Yeah. All right. On that note, we got to, all right, let, let's take a break. Uh, there's left- We got to take a break. Oh, wait. Well, hold on. Wait. Before we take that break, uh, where do you put? Kristaps Porzingis. I put him B, yeah. Maybe low B actually, but um, low low B tier. Yeah, okay. Put him low B for now. Because defensively, I don't think he's he's that great. And uh okay, okay I can so live with that low uh low B tier for Chris Kristaps Porzingis, just because his defense is pretty suspect. All right, I can yeah. live with that. And he's injury prone, like very yeah. injury prone. Oh, you know what? That's probably what got him exited out of New York and it's certainly what got him traded from Dallas. Yeah, that's it's unfortunate because I know Luca was pretty disappointed with that trade. Was he disappointed? Wasn't he though? That's what I remember. I don't know. I mean I think he was at first. I'm pretty sure he might have gotten over it. Oh you know it is what it is. And you know what the fact that Dallas did a lot better without him yeah, okay. I guess yeah. we're lucky to be here for now, Chris. I think Spencer Dinwiddie was a better fit and uh, kind of player that, that Rosengas is with Luca. Oh, yeah, I, I guess. I guess. All right. Well, next player up is the, the player that Dallas had no problem beating after game two in Phoenix, mainly because Jason Kidd had to retool his entire strategy to beat this team hell of a job jason kidd coached his ass off it's not every day that a star nba point guard comes into the league and actually makes a successful coach i'm of course referring to steve nash being terrible but that's a topic for another day sorry steve nash you're still my favorite one of my favorite players of all time but now i'm referring to deandre eight go ahead Lay it on me. Where does this dude belong? Well, he just got paid, right? <laughs> so if we're factoring in salary, uh, like compared to his production, man, I think it's low B tier at this point. I'll be nice. I was going to say C tier, but I think low- I would have, man, I would have said low C tier. I mean, the thing is, I'm like, okay, you know what? This dude did really well in the 2021 playoffs. We needed him to. Can't against the Clippers. You can never forget the Valley Oop. You remember the Valley Oop? Yeah, I remember when they. Threw, yeah. Um, it was like, uh, like one second. Jay Cra- right. They threw, uh, they threw <laughs> yeah. an alley oop to the. the yeah, he that was pretty crazy. Much, yeah, that that's a. Uh, That'll that be, wouldn't even have happened if uh, Paul George made his stupid free throws. Oh, yeah. That, like, uh, sooner or later, SB Nation's going to do a rewind <laughs> on that and go, huh, well, we wouldn't be in this situation if playoff Paul would have just made his free throws. You might have had uh, Clippers in the finals. That was the case. <laughs> yeah. Then it would have been the Clippers getting beat by the Bucks. I mean, there's yeah. no way the Clippers were going to win without Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, no Hell, there's no way the Clippers are going to beat us without Kawhi Leonard. Hell, it's a miracle that they beat the Mavericks with Kawhi Leonard, but I'm getting ahead of myself. DeAndre Ayton, last season, 
really good. Like, he wasn't going to get paid, so he played his ass off. And then, yeah, in the playoffs, he had some good shows. But, I mean, six points in game seven against this, in, like, the crucial game seven against Dallas at home, beefing with your coach, all these things right now. It's like, bro, you are very generous for putting him in the tier because I wouldn't have. Because I wanted this dude to get paid. You know that. But after after finding out all this stuff about how he beefs with Monty Williams and that pitiful display in Dallas, not in Dallas, against Dallas, I'm like, bro, you got to go. I'm hoping he goes this season. Yeah. At this point, I, the hope is he, he he plays at like a, like a Bam out of bio level. But I don't know. It, he hasn't really improved like the last couple of years. So, yeah, my, my opinion of him has kind of fallen. Uh, yeah. He, I, he's I, still I, good. There's with, you know, like there's not that many. So he's probably a top 10 center in the league. Uh, but, and he's going he's gonna to give you like double digit points, double digit rebounds. Um, but don't expect him to move the needle that much. He, he could be kind of like a, like an Andrew Bynum type, like, you know, the Lakers dynasty, like he didn't move the needle that much, like, but you need, you do need him to just be a paint presence. And to okay. Bounce. Uh, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. So what do yeah. you think right here next to Chris Stapps? Yeah. Maybe a little bit, I think higher, I think in the mid, the middle between. Hubert. Okay. Yeah. So about the middle. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's about right. Middle of B tier. Same thing, right. better defense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now here's a guy that I, I remember you saying he's as good, like you said this about DeAndre, he's as good as Clint Capella. So with that in mind, do you think Clint Capella goes about right here? I like Clint Capella. He was a sophomore. I think he was a sophomore back when – okay, hold on a second. Okay, he was a sophomore back when the Rockets – we're playing against the the Warriors in the finals a lot. So I think. Okay, so if we're factoring in salary, Clint Capella is, is awesome. Is what now? Clint Capella is awesome if we're, fa- if we're factoring in salary. Because he, he makes an average of $18 million a year. Yeah. He gives you, I'm looking at, uh, he gives you essentially the same sort of. He approximates what DeAndre Ayton does. Uh, maybe yeah. less scoring. Yeah. Um, Hold on. Can you see this right now? I pulled up the NBA 2K uh, stat totals. And, yeah, DeAndre Ayton's at 85 and Capella's at 84. So, they're about the same. Andre Ayton's just a little bit taller. Can you, are you seeing this right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Chris Stapps is uh, he's, he's pretty good, huh? He's, he's almost right there with Bam Adebayo. Well, it's because the dude can score, man. I think that's where most of the skill points are allocated. It's just an offense. Yeah, if only he could stay healthy. Yeah, I guess. And defense is his defense is not as a paint presence. He's not that good. Uh, if we're talking about Porzingis, but anyway, yeah, yeah. Ella's great defensively. Uh, great. Or he's 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 he does he gets the job done offensively. Like you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna rely on him to score. But he's, he gives you double-digit points, double-digit rebounds. You, you really just want him there as, like, a paint presence. 
and he approximates what DeAndre Ayton does. Uh, yeah, so about right next to Ayton sounds good to me. No, I think he's. I think he's. I think he's higher than Ayton actually. Sorry, he's, sorry. Oh, you. We're factoring his salary, right? So. Sure. I mean, this dude gets paid less to do what kind of what Ayton does. So yeah. Yeah, I'm with it. Making, and, uh, 33 million. So Aiden's getting paid the same as Bam Adebayo at this point. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I, I'm I, with it. Like, I think both of these centers, like, have gotten a lot better playing aside. aside. Uh, Chris Paul, this Aiden, I mean, Capella now plays with Trey Young. Trey Young is, uh, I think Trey Young definitely has the potential to be one of the best players in the league. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I'm putting I'm putting Clint Capella in A tier. Oh, with that in mind, yeah, A tier playing dude, alongside. He's, of... he's, he's so cheap, and he's giving you he's so cheap, and he's young, dude. He's really young. What's his age? What's his current age right now? Like twenty five. Uh, sounds a little bit too young, but let me see. He's twenty eight. He's, he's twenty eight. He, he okay. was there during the Harden years, like. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. He, yeah, he is. Pretty young, though. Aiton's Aiton's only like twenty three. But yeah, he's got room to get better. Yeah. Okay, I'm with it. Clint Capella up in A tier for the upcoming season. All right. Uh, speaking of A tier, this is the only guy I think really might be in front of Bam Adebayo, and it's my second favorite player in the league. I'm not just being biased because I do think this dude deserves to be. Yeah, you're totally being biased. Steven and then Bam uh, out of bio, you kidding me? Uh yeah. Uh I mean, no, no, I'm not kidding. Bam, Steven Adams is most certainly top of A tier. Right, well, let me just see what he's getting paid. Uh he's on a two-year deal, making two-year 35 million, so. Average is 12 million. So this is really cheap. Super cheap. And the thing is, this dude led the league last year in offensive rebounds. Offensive rebounds means, you know, the team missed the shot, so they get a second chance to score. That's pretty important. That, that's more important, and, I think. Yeah. And all the, um, I think the Grizzlies had like the top rated offense last year. And it's might, and even though Steven Adams didn't play every game and wasn't scoring a whole lot. His teammates credit him with being the reason they got so many good looks with the shots. Desmond Bain, he was on Old Man in the Three, you know, with J.J. Redick. And he was just like, dude, Steven Adams sets screens, and it's, you know, it gets them open for shots. Like, this dude's impact is not measured by the, by the box scores. And also, not really related, but did you know that uh, – actually, this is kind of related – Relevant, I mean, but did you know Steven Adams, like for a hobby in the offseason, will like go hunting for wild boar with nothing but a knife and no bare and no shoes? Just does it barefoot? No. Okay. Well, that's where, where that's does he do that? Deal. Probably he like New Memphis Zealand. <laughs> probably like New Zealand or something, or maybe I mean he's in Memphis, so maybe they got some wild boars to go hunt hunt for out there. But yeah, it's like I think you said something like. LeBron plays with podcasters and streamers addicted to anxiety meds. Well, uh, Stephen Adams doesn't stream podcast or take an anxiety medicine. So he, he, he's built, he's built like in the plumber area. Like he's, okay. he's built tough. He's like a, those dudes in the I want to bring right his now. name up, but it sounds like, he sounds like Carl Malone. 
<clears throat> what Carl Malone does. Carl Malone's like a real like uh whoa, 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 whoa. Like, Hold on. What do you what do you mean? What do you mean he does what Carl Malone does? <laughs> no, I mean like Carl Malone's like a like a real hillbilly. Like he just goes out into the mountains in like Alaska and like hunts. That's like what he does, like hunts like wild animals. Okay, that's pretty cool. I mean, I can't say a lot of good things about Carl Malone. <laughs> have you ever heard Carl Malone speak? Like it's been like, a while. Have you, have you have you heard him speak like like a Carl Malone now? Like have you seen a recent interview with Carl Malone? He's just like really weird. He, he's like a straight up hillbilly. I'll send you a video, but he's he's a fucking hillbilly. Sheesh, dude. Okay, but do you have any 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 uh, protest for me putting Stephen Adams at the top of A tier? I wouldn't put him at the top. I put him like right below Capella. No way! No way! Yeah, because he doesn't get double digit points. He doesn't have to. He sets the screen so your other guys can score. Yeah, but you need to be a double, a two-way threat, I think, in this league. Man, this dude is, he's not just defensive, but he supports the offense in ways that, like I said, they don't measure the box scores. I'm talking about, like, uh, upside. Okay, like, he, 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 he can set screens and plays defense, gets rebounds, but I think, like, can he be an X factor for, like, like offensively? Like, not no, but he, he's that paint presence guy that you said that every team needs, right? But he's the best at being that paint presence that every team needs. Like, he's strong, he's tough. He doesn't stream podcast or yeah, I know I know you, you, you like, like this guy a lot, but yeah. yeah, I'm not picking him ahead of like Bam out of bio. Are you kidding me? Bam out of bio. The thing is, you need to depend on a guy like Bam out of bio to score. But with Stephen Adams, you can count on him to do his job. He's good at doing his job, getting rebounds, setting screens, being a paint presence. Like he does all those things really well and really consistently. Yeah, but it's like a very limited couple of things there, and that's like, I mean, school, look, you're not gonna you score, look, you're not gonna. I'm sorry, you got to score. <laughs> I'm not putting just, a guy top of eight here who, who can't score. Man, you, really, you're not gonna let you're not gonna let me have this one, huh? No. All right, fine. Well, I'm not gonna put him ahead of Capella, but I will put him behind Bam Adebayo. I mean, wait a minute. What did I just say? I won't put him behind Capella, but I will put him right here between the two of them. How's that? All right, fine. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> he said, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one. Uh, Robert Williams the third. Okay, you know what? Problem with this guy. I hear isn't it? Last I heard, what'd you say? He's injured. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I was going to say. Um, but going into the season now, I don't even know if he's going to play because he was playing with an injured knee back in those playoffs. And I think he made it worse. Like, I, what is he going to be out for the season? Uh, let me see. 
I mean, at least, yeah, maybe they won't they won't come in like till like the end of the season or something. Uh, Robert Williams injury. Yeah, he just went. He just had knee surgery, and he's out for twelve weeks. That sucks. Um, that's your, that's that, that, that's like he's out. Like he, he's not touching a basketball for like twelve weeks. That doesn't even mean like he's gonna be back on the court in twelve weeks. That that's ter- man, that's terrible. Oh, this article's by that Sam Quinn sexual guy. <laughs> I've just seen this guy. This guy, the guy who wrote this article, I just see him a lot on Twitter, and all he does is like bitch about the Lakers, but like bitching in a way where he's like a. It's like basically like he's like LeBron's mom, and you're like bitching about the school. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like the way moms complain about their kids' school and stuff. Like it's not about the school. It's like it's about the kid. <clears throat> Sheesh, dude. No, I was not aware of that. So, uh, yeah, so he's injured. Long. So, uh, man, who knows what he's like when he comes back? I think maybe C tier, bottom of C tier at this point, something, something. Yeah, okay. So who knows what he's going to be like when he comes back? It's like, <laughs> but if he wasn't injured, he would be low A tier, I'd say, or like right there with Clint Capella. I would too. I definitely would, but man, the uh, the the likelihood of not playing at all this season—that's kind of scary. Yeah. All right, um, I can live with him being at the low end of C tier. Man, poor bastard. They had a good run last year, though. I don't think the Celtics are going anywhere this season, though. Oh yeah, not with their no stripes. And little soap opera going on. All right. This guy, this team I thought was going to be something, but after Alex Caruso got hurt, this team kind of just started falling off. It's the Bulls center, Nikola Vucevic. And this guy, I think he's, uh, I think he's pretty decent. Like, man, what do you think? Low B tier or high C tier? Uh, let's see. He's getting paid twenty-two million. Uh, he does, which is pretty decent. I think defensively, he's not that great. Um. Uh, yeah, I think that's about right. About B tier, <clears throat> low B tier, right next to Kristaps Porzingis. Hmm. Maybe a little bit under Aiden. Okay, yeah. I can live with that. That's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I've seen a couple of his games, and I don't know, like nothing special. It seems like uh, good paint score. Uh, can shoot the three. I think. I forget. I think he can shoot the three. Honestly, I don't really know his game that much, but I think he belongs where where we put him. Um, I'm fine with a uh, low end of B tier for a booch. Okay. He's not that. Yeah. He's, he's not that good. Not that bad. He's pretty okay. I like the guy. Um, the next up on our list is going to be Jarrett Allen. I actually have to read down the, the picture right now because it didn't work the first time, but 
I really like Jared Allen. Oh, he's great. And I think he's great on the I Nets. think this I think this Cavaliers, he's gonna play for the Nets next year. No, no, no. I mean he was really great for the other Nets and the Cavs. Oh, okay. But yeah, when he was on the Nets, he showed a lot of promise and he I guess he's he's scoring more than he's in Cleveland. He was injured. Uh like I think they didn't make the play in. Oh, they were in the play in? I forget if they they oh man they were they, it was sad they uh i think they lost they lost twice in the play-in all oh, right they lost twice in the play-in right right they had the the record the eighth seed or some shit or yeah right and they just lost twice okay yeah super unfortunate but i do like this player and i think the cavaliers could be really good this season oh man even with is... man, i man jared allen where do you i mean i would That's put him ahead of I would put him in B tier, like if not in the middle, then near the top, wouldn't you? Yeah, he he's giving you eight in numbers with for like uh, a third of the price. Um, plays good defense. Yeah, I think that's a good spot. Middle of B tier. Yeah, I'm excited to see if the Cavaliers can get it done this year because it's like they've got a lot of young talent. I know you don't give a shit about the skills challenge, but the skills challenge for the Cavaliers, I think he was on that squad. If I remember correctly, it was him. It was uh, Darius Garland, I think. Okay, hold on. Mobley? Evan Mobley? Oh, Evan Mobley, didn't he play for the Rockets? Oh, wait, that's Jalen Green. Yeah, um... It was the it was the Cavaliers that won the skills challenge. And this 100 percent sure Jared Jared Allen is on it. Like this dude, uh, he's got some it pretty was, good it was skills. Last man. season, then yeah, he, he probably was on. Yeah, so it's like with those guys. Plus, you got Donovan Mitchell now, and Kevin Love is your veteran leadership. I'm excited to see if the Cavaliers can uh, really shake things up out east. I mean, I got I got a, a lot of uh, agenda. Push into you know I I have some motivation for the Cavs to to do well because it just shows like you know the Cavs can win without LeBron or whatever like I'm okay up- yeah that's the other thing it's like I like this Cavaliers team that doesn't have LeBron James on it and I really but- want them to win it's kind of like kind of like the first time you saw the Bulls doing good again with Derrick Rose and friends except it's different because we actually liked Michael Jordan <laughs> oh. Well- I mean, I like Derrick Rose too. Um, I love Derrick Rose, but I'm saying like <laughs> we liked uh, <laughs> we liked Michael Jordan, so we were happy to see the Bulls do good again. It's not like the Cavaliers when they. Had oh LeBron, well, okay. Like, well, yeah, I mean, let's see. Well, I don't like LeBron, but I do want to see the Cavs do well. It's despite LeBron. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, this like like I said, I know you don't care about the skills challenge, but it's a good chance for them to like put on a display of skills. <laughs> Honestly, out of everything at the All Star game, that's my favorite thing now. The next guy up on our tier list. I was like, what are you after? Like, I have this? to I I have to download it again because some of the pictures didn't like aren't supported by this app. 
But this guy, okay, okay. Yeah, um, so this is Valanchunas from the Pelicans, and this is the guy that they traded the Stephen Adams for, and I think it's a good trade. Like this dude is, uh, he not only brings a good paint presence to your team, but he brings scoring with it too. Look up this dude's numbers for me. I think he puts up double digit points. Yeah, he put up seventeen and eleven. Sheesh. See, the thing is, some people thought the trade was suspect, but I'm like, you know what? Trading Valanchunas, I think it was a win-win for both teams, honestly. Because it's like, what do you mean? He's getting paid 14 million. Yeah, he's super cheapo. He is a deal. Yeah, it's like yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, what what do you think? This look hold on. Let me finish what I was saying before. It's like for the Pelicans to trade for this guy, it'd be like he fits in better with their system and Steven Adams fits in a lot better with the Grizzlies system. This was very much a win-win trade for both teams. And yeah, I agree. Going into this next season, I would honestly put him ahead of Bam Adebayo. I think he has potential to be that good for this Pelicans team. Huh. Um... Since you wouldn't take Steven Adams ahead of Bam Adebayo, I'm gonna I'm gonna get me one ahead you're, of Bam. You're gonna, you're gonna put the guy he was traded for. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't say I'm like super familiar with his game. I just know. Uh, I I know he was he was series. given man he was given the Suns a whole lot of trouble <laughs> last uh last playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess it's fine. Yeah. Top of eight here. Actually, you know what? Let's go like this. Bam is at the top of A tier for some reason. Because I, I think I think Bam's just better than isn't he? Bam's defense is incredible. Yeah, so the, the on ball and paint defense are really good. Yeah, I think I can I can live with this right here. I can right. live with this. Yeah, I can yeah, live with yeah. this being I can live with this being the high end of A tier for now. As long as we don't mess with these top three. Okay. Yeah. All right. That looks fun. Yeah. Now the next guy we need to download again is Miles Turner on the Pacers. Now I think people keep saying this dude's a potential trade for DeAndre Ayton in Phoenix, and honestly, I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, dude. Miles Turner. Uh, he approximates Ayton does for less. Valerie, he gave he gave you um. Well, actually, no. Last year was not that great. Uh, last year wasn't good for the Pacers at all. I mean, they're kind of. I'm pretty sure they're like still in a rebuild phase right now. Yeah, I think Ains a little bit better, but uh, you get like some picks and some other shit, then yeah. Uh, Where do you think this guy goes? Like top of C tier or bottom of B tier? Uh, oh, wow, is he cheap? Wait, hold up. Oh, no, no, no. He's 20. Uh, I think he's maybe top of C tier. Yeah, top C tier seems fine. Yeah, I mean, I have to admit, I don't know a whole lot about this guy other than that he was a potential trade partner for DeAndre Aiden. I haven't like actually seen him play. 
But based on the stats, yeah, top of C tier. Seems pretty good. Good a place as any. Yeah. And honestly, even though he, he might not be like as good on paper as uh, <clears throat> as Aiden, I welcome. I would be okay if that was their trade partner. I really would. I mean, at this point, I also like him because he he has these like funny you know, Twitter Instagram clips of him. Like he's kind of like a, like a nerd. Like he, uh, oh, he likes the stuff we do. Actually, he likes some weird. Like he he builds like these massive like Lego things. It's his like hobby. Uh, well, that's man, that's awesome. I like this guy. And okay, you know what? Let's put him in B tier. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, like that's pretty cool. Oh, like hold on. yeah, something. Uh... Well, actually, this was. Um, how do I sense? Oh, wait, chat. Here. Copy, copy. You can send me something in the chat. Image. I have to copy the image link. Okay, hold up. Copy image address. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess he's really into Star Wars. <clears throat> oh, did he build a Lego Death Star like in Spider Man Homecoming? Because that would be tight. Yeah, he did. That's tight, bro. <laughs> that that's pretty cool. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. All right, we're actually gonna do. Uh, we're going to do two centers for the Milwaukee Bucks because I like both of these guys. Um, we'll do the starting one is a center? He's a forward. Wait a minute. Seriously? He's got to be a power forward, bro. Bobby Portis? Um, you, did, did we evaluate him on the forwards tier list? Because I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Okay, we got to evaluate him now. Power I like forward, center. But he's like, I don't know, he's 6'10". I, I, I like He's a power forward. I like this guy. I like this guy, though. Yo, this it's funny. Like, like, yeah, I like, I like, I'm happy that he's found like a, a home in, um, in Milwaukee. They really like him. They, I know they, re they re signed him, dude. I, I'm, I'm like, yes, do it. Like, I like this guy. They're just like chanting Bobby. Like, like this dude found yeah you said it man he found a he found a home in milwaukee i'm, I'm here for it i won't so uh but yeah dude this dude was seriously vital for them uh winning against the hawks in in the uh eastern conference finals and i know you're probably thinking oh it's, it was just the hawks they were not harder to beat than the nets but you know, listen, this dude was important for them to make those runs because when dude, you have no, to he's bench... huge. He's, uh, yeah. in my opinion, he he's like the... He's very underrated, in my opinion. Like, this dude <laughs> could be, like, all-star level if he played for, like, another team was their best player. Like, that's the... Like, I like this guy a lot. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, I don't know. I guess we're considering him the center. So, let's see. Bobby Portis... Uh, he's making 12 million. Okay. He's a cheapo. Cheap deal. Uh, team friendly deal with the Bucks here. Uh, put up decent numbers. 
14 and in 14 and nine uh, last season. <clears throat> uh, I put him probably put him uh, in B tier, like right above uh, Kristaps, I think. Yep, I'm gonna put here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna put I'm gonna go like this. I'm gonna put okay, hold on before we decide his placement. Let's talk real quick about Brooke Lopez. Because I think Brooke Lopez play he, he plays like a big man. Like he's got a similar skill set as like say DeAndre Ayton. He's a center. He is one hundred percent a center. Yeah. I mean Brooke Lopez can't shoot. <laughs> did you know did you know Brooke Lopez is uh I think Brooklyn's leading scorer, all time leading scorer or something? I did know that. I actually did know that when he was a net. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like Brooke Lopez a lot. And honestly, uh, how does this look? Brooke, Lope- Brooke Lopez in front of Bobby, Bobby Portis, just because Brooke Lopez is the starter. Uh, well, I mean, I, I guess he was injured last year. Huh? He played 13 games. Before that, he played. 12 games. Bobby Portis puts up better numbers. Let's okay, we'll put we'll put Bobby Portis ahead because of reasons. But yeah, Brooke, Brooke Lopez was kicking our ass in the 2021 NBA Finals, though. And it's just because if DeAndre Ayton was on the bench, there was no one who could guard him. There was no one who could guard either of these guys, man. Yeah, he's he's uh he's, he can shoot the three. He can shoot the three. Wait, Brooke, Brooke Lopez? No, he can't. Can he? Yeah, he can shoot the three ball. Dude, that's huh. like the quintessential example of like when the TV people talk about uh, what do you call it? Like uh, adapting to the to the game. He started off playing with his back to the basket like a traditional center. And because mm-hmm. of change throughout the course of his career, he's had to develop a three-point shot. So he shot uh Okay, 35%, 36% from three last season. I mean, he's not like a, a sharpshooter or anything, but okay, dude, 2020, in 2020 playoffs, he shot 40% from three. Oh, he did shoot. Okay. I guess I'm thinking of this replay I saw where he like airballed like a bunch of threes or something. I think it was just dude, a Do you not remember that. him killing you guys with threes? I remember, uh, I, I try. To just remember how much fun it was to watch the games. That's that's what I remember. Because even though we were losing, I'm like, you know what? I'm happy for you right now. I'm happy for my brother, who's a Giannis fan. And a, well, mostly a Drew Holiday fan, but a Giannis fan too. And I'm happy my team is just here. <laughs> that's a good I was way. also really, okay. I was also stoned. But anyway, um, I'm okay yeah, with where they are. I think they're they're about... I mean, I think Bobby Portis is a little better. So, yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I do remember now he was – man, they were kicking our ass. I remember now. Thank you for that. Thank you for that reminder, bro. (laughs) Well, you know what happens, right? Like, like, uh, whoever the big guy is, I guess DeAndre Ayton, he'd be on uh, Lopez, right? So, they they just pull Lopez out to the – the three-point line, the clear space, to get, and then Giannis can yeah. just kind of wreak havoc in the paint. 
unfortunately, because our t- power forward is Jay Crowder, who's not terrible on defense. It's just he was six foot six. He's not going to yeah. guard Giannis, who's like seven feet tall. And then whoever is on Brook Lopez, if it's not DeAndre Ayton, they, they're, they're not blocking his shot. <laughs> he's just nope. at three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Got to give it to you guys. Like, I mean, we we kept it close. The games were really fun to watch because there was – game three was the only one that was really a blowout. But it was – the series was really fun to watch, even though my team was losing. That was, 2021 was honestly the most fun I had watching basketball in a long time. So, you know, yeah, congratulations yeah. to you guys. You guys won it. I'm happy for you. No no, yeah. no, no salty feelings towards the Bucks winning that, that one at all. Because, I mean – could have been worse we could have lost to like i don't know lebron in the heat or something <laughs> could have had the refs pretty much giving us the win like the yeah. heat or the lakers <laughs> hey we don't talk about the lakers you know you know it's true <laughs> we don't talk about 2002 like that <laughs> we don't talk about 2002 like that that's funny as fuck now, there's a guy I wish we would have had in a 2021 playoff run because if, at least if we would have had this guy coming off the bench, we might have actually had a chance. And that's mostly just because Dario Saric got hurt. But I'm talking, of course, about Dallas's new center, the journeyman of the league. I don't do as good as Shaq does on Shaq and a Fool. But, yeah, JaVale McGee. Where do you put this guy? Uh, I think he's like a good paint presence, even though his numbers don't really reflect that much production. Uh, let me just see his salary. And paid uh, three years, 17 million. So what is that? That's 5 million, 5.7 average. He's, he's cheap as fuck. Um, yeah, I mean... He's a bargain as a center. Uh, I'd say like C tier, mid C tier. Yep, I would too, but I'm not using this picture because this picture is sus. Okay, there's no any like maybe there's no trash centers. Yeah, I mean, this dude coming off the bench for us last season was really valuable. Wish we would have had him a season earlier. Is what it is. This, yeah, as far as like centers go, like if you're going to have a guy be like your backup center, well, Bobby Portis is definitely the best backup center you could have. But the second best backup center is definitely JaVale. Like this dude will give you offense. He has games where he'll block two or three shots. He's not really a locker room pain in the ass. And he's pretty, he's, you know, he, he's not too expensive to have on your team either. Like, I would definitely put him in seat here. I just remember uh, that clip of, like, the, all the Suns players, like, dancing. Yeah, I'm like, what's up? I, I, I saw that, and I'm like, yeah, I wish. That wasn't recorded. I said, look, if you're going to have a backup center, like, this dude doesn't cost a lot of money to have on the team. He gets you a few block shots every game, a few points. He's not a locker room pain in the ass. Like for backup centers, obviously Bobby Portis is the best backup center, like coming off the bench. And JaVale McGee is probably second or third best backup center in the league. 
Uh, yeah, I guess so. I can't think of those backup centers off the top of my head. Yeah, I'll actually oh, I have the third. Yeah, I was going to say the, the third best. Well, he's, he's either second or third. I think this one, I'm, I'm definitely open to uh, what you might think. But I'm talking about DeMarcus Cousins. First of all, people forget how good this dude was when he was a Sacramento King. He was pretty much the best guy on a losing team for a little while. Kind of like what Kevin Love was on the Timberwolves. Yeah, he was. Um, I mean, he's, he was I mean his front... Yeah, his prime didn't last too long. It's kind of unfortunate. But you know what? I think this dude is either ahead of JaVale McGee or right behind him on this tier list. Marcus Cousins. Uh, I don't think he's – I don't think he's on a team right now. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still a free agent. He was kind of a journeyman last year. Like he – I mean, he started off the season like – where like the Clippers, then he signed a 10 day with the Bucks, and then he ended up on the Nuggets. I don't know what his deal is, but I think a team would be fortunate to have him. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I'm going to put him behind McGee. Yeah, go for it. I'm not sure if he's going to get on a roster this year. Oh, shoot. I mean, off season's not over yet, so. We'll see if he gets on a team. I mean, sometimes, sometimes players just be like that, though. They kind of just retire without like, announcing retirement. It's like, oh, like, I can't like, sign with the team. Like, oh, well, like the I'm weird out. thing is he he did pretty well off the bench for Denver last season, and he had that like pretty good game in the playoffs. Yes, yes, he did. And not only that, but their coach, um, forget his name, like. That Michael coach. Moore or something. The the, the coach's dad uh, was like he previously coached Demarcus, I think, in Sacramento. Um, shit, what's his name? Denver Nuggets coach Michael Malone. Okay, so Michael Malone, and then there's like oh, then Michael Moore. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Michael Malone's dad is. Uh, Somebody Malone, right? Am I? What the? So like crazy? Who? Who's the? All right, never mind. Oh, oh, George Carl. Okay, never mind. All right, George Carl. Wait a minute, George Carl. Wasn't that the old Denver Nuggets coach? Oh wait, wait, wait. Hold up. No, George Carl said bad things about. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry, I mixed things up. Okay, okay, sorry. Hold on. George Carl, is that who I think it is? That was Carmelo Anthony's coach, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, I'm getting mixed that, up. I'm getting mixed up. But uh, I mean, the, 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 says bad things about everybody, and I don't yeah, like yeah, him. He, a he talks lot. a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah. We forget it. I, I just remember, like, I think maybe it was Michael Malone saying positive things about Demarcus Cousins. It's just surprising, like, well, why didn't you just pick him back up? Like, give him, like, a veteran's minimum or something. But. Seriously, right. Thank you. I mean, that'd be cool. I think. he, Yeah, he was on the Clippers and a couple of seasons ago, and he played with this guy. And I think Fumas. this guy is 
I think this guy's pretty valuable for any team he plays on. Talking I mean, Lakers had about Zubats. Zubat. Zubat. I call him Zubat. Where do you think Zubat belongs? Uh, I think he's he's definitely a not a B tier. I think I would say he's more either higher. He's there. He's he's, he's, he's like where Miles Turner is. Maybe he's actually ahead of Miles Turner. Actually, yeah. Okay, so top of C tier ahead of Miles Turner. I can. I can live with that, actually. Yeah. He is a C tier. He's a yeah. He's got some. Uh, he puts up some points, gets some rebounds. His defense doesn't totally suck. I like this guy. Yeah, he's All right. Uh, he's just decent, decent center. Not gonna like win you games. Yeah, he, 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 he can get in the paint and do some dirty work for you, though. I remember he was uh, kind of giving us a little bit of trouble in the uh, Western Conference Finals a year ago against the Suns. It's like, ooh, got a big, he's a big boy. He's the, and I think, uh, you know what, he's still a Clipper, right? Because I think the Clippers could be a serious problem for the Western Conference this year. Because you got, you got Kawhi coming back, of course. Yeah, that's pretty much the only reason. You got Kawhi coming back, and you have yeah, the same he, roster. They picked up uh, John Wall. That's right. Okay, thank you. They picked up John Wall. And John Wall, I mean, John Wall is not as good as thought he would be, but it's still he's still going into this roster with Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Luke Kennard, Zubac. If he can be like – Derek Rose, how Derek Rose is for the Knicks, that'd be really great. That'd be tight. All right, next guy up on our tier list. This guy, he's the Blazers. Uh, he's the Blazers uh, center, Joseph Nurkic. And now the Blazers are a trash team right now. I'm pretty sure they're going to spend a few years rebuilding. Sorry, Damian Lillard, not going to get your ring if you stay in Oregon. But this dude's not terrible. Look up you look up Nurkic's stats for me and salary. Uh, let's see. You said Nurkic put up 15 and 11 last year. That's really freaking good. Pretty good. Uh, let's look at his salary. Uh, okay, 12 million. That's, that's a good deal. Like he, hold up. He's making the same amount of money as these guys in A tier. Minus Bam, and he puts up fifteen and eleven. Okay, this guy's definitely an A-tier center. I would put him <laughs> right now. I have to admit, I don't watch a lot, of, a lot of Blazers basketball, so I don't know. But I mean, just based on those numbers, I think he's pretty. He, he's he's pretty good. He sounds pretty good. I mean, they're not winning though. Ah oh, man, I don't know because it's like I don't. Maybe he sucks at defense. I I can't say. I don't really know his game that well. <laughs> he could be Oof. he could be maybe low a tier why don't you just put him like low a tier for now low a tier yeah i can, I can do that low a tier i actually Blazers, Blazers did jack shit these other guys they're on like playoff teams in yeah well i guess you're right about that but man, like I don't have that many more centers. I have one more. His name is uh Christian Wood. Christian oh, Wood is the, the Rockets. Huh? 
he's on the Rockets. And again, same case as the Blazers. Like he's a really good center on a really garbage team. But this dude puts up kind of similar numbers to what Nurkic puts up. Hey, no, he's on he's on Dallas. They traded for him, I remember. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Christian Wood is a Dallas Maverick now? Yeah. Bro, that's going to be – the. whoa, hold on a second. Don't leave this meeting. Yeah, dude, that's, that's crazy. That means Dallas has like – holy shit. Dude, are you serious? The Dallas Mavericks got Christian Wood and JaVale McGee? Bruh, the Dallas Mavericks might be really good next season. I was I was kind of just counting them out, you know, going, eh, they're not going to get anywhere. But, man, you got JaVale McGee coming off the bench. And this dude is your starter. I think he's low eights here right behind Nurkic, actually. If not, then oh, he's making $14 million, bro. He's cheap. And, uh, he's cheap, though. He, he put up, let's see. He was putting up 17 and 10 last year. 18, 18 and 10 last year. Sheesh. Okay, so ahead of Nurkic then? Yeah, he's um I mean, all right, we have to see him in the system and like winning. But if he puts up the same numbers and they're winning, same impacts, then he would be like maybe top of A tier. Man, it's it's possible because I mean Jason Kidd, I think if he can coach him to be a good center, maybe that's what Jason Kidd wanted, was just a good center. Yeah, because they – who they have as center last season? I don't even know. Wasn't it uh, Boban? I think they had Boban. Well, Boban came off the bench, and he doesn't play a lot for some reason. Okay. that's what, I actually didn't download Boban's picture at all or try to just because Boban doesn't play a whole lot. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, kind of unfortunate because I like the guy. It's just, you know, he doesn't play. I think he's too slow. He just gets cooked on defense. Yeah, it's it's kind of unfortunate. Like, he just gets switched upon. (laughs) Well, dude, this is, um, I mean, this is pretty much all I had for centers. Did you have Nick Claxton? Nick Claxton's a power forward, I believe. Oh, is he? Oh, who's the Nets center? Let me see. Um, you know what? Look him up real quick. Nets center. It's Nick Claxton. Markeith Morris. What? Nayron Sharp. Nets starting center. Nets starting center is uh, Nick Claxton. Right. Oh, so. Yeah, do Nick Claxton. Fair enough, Claxton. I thought he was a power forward, so yeah, that's my bad. Okay, so the most beautiful man in the NBA. <laughs> is, is it Nick Claxton? Is it, is it Nick Claxton? The most beautiful man in the NBA? Look at him, dude. Look at him in his luscious blonde hair. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Oh, I thought it was like an article you found. Or something. Um, no, no. It's just a hot take. Uh, look at him. Yeah, dude, look at that blonde hair. It's gorgeous. It's diamond. You're just like, gay. No, I'm just kidding. Because, obviously, Stephen Adams is the is the most giga-chad, handsomest man in the NBA. I mean, it's obvious. 
Who's the ugliest this person guy. in the NBA? The ugliest person? Oh, shoot. I don't want to say. <laughs> it's that guy from the Dallas Mavericks with the stupid hair. That's who. <laughs> uh, wait. The guy who was on the Knicks? Years uh, not Jalen Brunson. No, no. I no, no, not, not Jalen Brunson. No, no, he, he was on the Knicks, and then he, now he's in Dallas. You're telling me Jalen Brunson went to the Knicks and then back to Dallas? <laughs> no, 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 no. No, I'm saying the guy you're thinking of was a Nick. Oh. Hmm, okay. Uh, s- s- oh, man, I, I remember... I remember saying originally I wasn't even going to have him on the tier list because his hair's stupid. And then I had him on it anyway. <laughs> I forgot his name, though. I bet, if, I bet if you Googled NBA player with the stupidest hair, you know what? I'm going to do it right now. All right, NBA player NBA with the stupidest hair. With the stupidest hair. I bet you his picture comes up. Oh, oh I was wrong. It's Alex no. Caruso. But that's a cheap shot because he doesn't have hair. What the heck? We got a lot of different people here with different hair. Okay, fine, fine. Dallas Mavericks. Oh, here, this guy. Wait, no, that's not him. Dallas Mavericks player with stupid hair. Dallas Mavericks player with stupid hair. There he is. This guy. This guy. What? Reggie Bullock. Reggie, oh, Reggie Bullock. Bullock. <laughs> Look, he, he's got he's got like he's got like toilet paper rolls on his hair, dude. <laughs> sorry but that's that's my pick for just ugliest player not based on the facial features at all just Just because of the hair stupid just because of the hair man it's stupid all right well back to claxton um huh i think he's c tier he's somewhere in c tier maybe yeah like Maybe below Miles Turner. <clears throat> yeah, I can agree with that because this dude is mostly just defense and hustle, which, you know, I like in a player. I think it's important. Most dudes yeah. these days be all about the points and the stats, and it's like, dude, come on. You need someone who does the dirty work, which is why I was really advocating for Steven Adams to be top of A tier because he does that dirty work and he does it really well. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, yeah, I think uh, Nick Claxton he does the dirty work. Uh, but he's, I don't know, he he does get beat a lot. Uh, I watched a yeah, lot the, last season. Yeah, the Nets are Nets are trash though. Like their defense is just garbage. So I guess it's maybe not entirely his fault. All right. Uh, yeah, this, they pick they pick this dude up from the G League, and he just comes in and he he plays his ass off. So I respect that. Bro, what the heck? Kavon Looney has a massive Wikipedia. For some who now? Kavon Looney, the starting center for the Warriors. <laughs> I don't know who that. Oh, Looney. I, I guess I didn't stop and consider him. Okay, Kevin Looney. Kevin Looney. Come okay, on. we got. F- all right, since they are champions, we gotta factor in him. Where does Kevin Looney place on this tier list? Uh I mean he does he does the dirty work, man. He's uh he's a dirty work guy. The Warriors. Uh, I mean they actually had a center yeah, at least this year like, instead of 
just having Draymond Green play center. So, you know, good for them. I mean, Kevon Looney. um, I think he's he's B tier. Okay. Then what I'll do is I will move. Actually, what I was going to do is move. I was I was thinking about this and tell me if you think I should do it. Move pretty much move everybody down one rank except for Jokic and keep him at S. Nah, I think I think I think I'm beat. No, okay. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because most of the centers on this tier list are not bottom low or bottom tier. Most of them are middle tier. And anyone we forgot to mention is pretty much either D, E, or F. I'm... So this dude is B tier. Ahead of Gobert, because I can live with that. I can live with that if okay. he's ahead of Gobert. I, I think he's like uh, maybe behind Porzingis. Then what we'll have to do is go like this. Gobert moves up to the top of B tier <sighs> for some reason. <laughs> Jared Allen, DA, Luch. This dude, that dude. Lining these things up is kind of harder than it looks. And now we got Looney ahead of Porzingis. Kevin Looney. There we go. Uh, See, what we should have done, I think maybe we should have, like, looked through all the centers, the starting centers in the league. We missed a lot of centers. Uh, Probably would have been like low tier. The thing is, a lot of centers, um, like they're just the starting centers, and they're kind of just there to play center, and they're really not that remarkable. Is how that's, I a, that's the point. That's why they would be D tier or E tier. Like, yeah, but then we're just putting guys in D tier, and it's a lot of guys that I just haven't seen play. We're we're basically picking up all the good, the playable centers, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of how I did it. And because this episode, we were on a timeline because we got to be done in 20 minutes. That's true. Uh, yeah, because I'm looking up all these teams starting centers. And there, there are a lot of guys I just straight up haven't even heard of. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what? Wait. They have Pascal Siakam as a center. This that is- can't, no, we, we put him on the power forward tier list. Yeah, well, I'm looking at the depth chart on ESPN. Scotty Barnes is the power forward. And uh, <sighs> Pascal Siakam is the center. But we already did him, so. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, Carl Anthony Towns <laughs> might be listed as a center in some places, but we put him on the forwards tier list because in this lineup this season, unless they change it, he is going to play power forward with Rudy Gobert at the center. So yeah, yeah, it'd be it'd be like that, and I think if a dude can play center and also can play forward, it just adds to the skill set and viability of the player. Like you have a guy like Portis who can play power forward, and frequently does. Right, right. Um, 
DeAndre Ayton, you really can't have him in playing power forward and put JaVale McGee at center because that just doesn't – I don't think that's ever been done. Who knows if it would work or not. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mason Plumlee. Um, I left him off because Mason Plumlee is probably like an E-tier center, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> probably is. Uh, yeah, the center from the Knicks – probably D or E tier. Like a lot of the guys I left off are straight up D or E tiers and, or I haven't seen them play. So I'm just going to assume they're D or E tiers, but I think we did done a pretty good job of getting a lot of the remarkable big name centers. And, you know, if the, at the end of the season, another center that we intentionally left off rises up to the ranks, we'll just have to own it, own that shit. What about Jacob Polo? San Antonio first. I don't know who that is, man. Jacob Polo. <laughs> I have no idea who that he is. He put up uh, 13 points and nine rebounds last year. <laughs> yeah, but he played for the Spurs. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, like, we're only looking at, like, the playoff teams, basically. Well, for this one, yeah. I see. Who else? Uh, Lakers starting center. Who is it even? I don't know. Like, I saw the Lakers play several times last season. I don't know who their center is. It's uh, uh, Damian it's Jones. It's Yeah, it's like, who is Damian Jones? I don't know, but he's their starter. Yeah, Steve. <laughs> uh, who, who else made the playoffs? Let's see. Uh... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I don't know who a lot of those people are. And it's like, yeah. I'll, it's with, yeah. That's yeah. I'm sorry, Matt. I just haven't I haven't seen or heard from a lot of those guys. The uh, all right, yeah, okay. So, all right, let me see what I can do. Lakers is Damian Jones. Warriors is Kevon Looney. Celtics is okay. Robert Williams. Raptors is Pascal Siakam. Chicago is uh, Vucevic. Nets is um, Claxton. Knicks is uh, Mitchell Robinson or something. Heat is. Adebayo, Bucks is Lopez, 76ers is Embiid, Phoenix is Aiton, Spurs is Jakob Podol, Mavericks is uh, Christian Wood, Oklahoma City, let's see. Oklahoma Who it? They drafted a dude, but he got injured. Sad. It wasn't Josh Giddy or that other guy with the cornrows. Uh... Yeah, this is this Jeremiah Robinson. But they drafted uh they had the second draft pick, you know, like they drafted the that skinny, lanky dude. Yeah, you mean uh Josh Giddy. He's not a no, 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 not Josh Giddy. They that was last year. They drafted uh, this year, they drafted um what was his name? Uh, NBA draft 2022. Uh, I hear Chet Olgram, Chet Holmgram. I don't know who that is. Chet Holmgren. Who's heard of Chet Holmgren? Dude, Chet Holmgren. Are you kidding? It was like, like, uh, he, he's, he's seven, he's a seven footer. Um, all they were talking about on TV was like Chet, because he, sh- people were thinking he should have gone first. Uh, okay. So this dude's going to be a rookie this year. And I don't no, really no, no. know he how got, to he evaluate. Got, he got injured. He got injured. Yeah. He got injured yeah. in the fucking, uh, like exhibition game with like LeBron. He tried to defend LeBron and like he just got like fucked up. Sheesh. 
Yeah, I mean, all I have to go off of is this dude's 14 points and nine rebounds a game at Gonzaga. So, yeah. Have you seen um, that picture? So th- th- that, that dude is, is, uh, is seven feet, right? Like, let me show you. Show you uh, I'm sure you've seen this picture. Uh, Are you dropping it in my uh, – oh, you dropped it in the chat. Yeah. Let's see what we got. So Chet Holmgren is actually he's seven one. How the fuck tall is this French guy? He's seven four. Jesus, dude. He's like young. That dude's size. A, yeah, and with like a a three point shot. <laughs> sheesh, dude. These guys are really small. Like, oh, I mean, like really skinny. tall and skinny. Yeah, they're gonna have to bulk up a bit the nba i mean that's well, i mean from god i mean Giannis was real skinny was real skinny when he entered the league but you know working out steroids those things all get you buff i'm not saying that to fault the guy you already know how i feel about steroids in professional sports just like it should just be allowed like everyone should be allowed to use steroids <laughs> everyone should just be allowed to use steroids they should wear the patches on their uniforms for what steroids they're taking how i feel about it <laughs> that'd be kind of funny Instead of just being like, be no, like no, his, his jersey would be like covered with all these different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and... LeBron's would be covered. There's no way anyone plays as long as he does and just has that kind of longevity and muscle mass that, yeah, no that way. LeBron does for this long. Like, LeBron you know, that dude is on steroids. you know, he's on gear. <laughs> on steroids. Yep, and for anyone listening going, oh, they don't do steroids, they get drug tested. It's like, first of all, that detection window is pretty not very long for steroid use, and the effects last very, very long, much longer than they would be detected on the steroid on the drug test. And second, just ask Derek Rose, man. Derek, they asked Derek Rose, how big of a how big is the steroid problem in the NBA? Oh, one being nobody. And a 10 being everybody. And he said seven, like a seven out of 10. That's how big the problem is. Yeah, dude. He, LeBron, like, first of all, like he, he he's had a receding hairline since he was like, like 23 or some shit. Um, let me see. Around his third year in the NBA. Uh, yeah, he. Yeah, I, yeah he, I've, like, I've uh, seen reporters roasting for it. <laughs> there was something about like yeah basically he had a seating hairline and that could be a sign of steroids or something oh well i feel seen because my hair started falling out when i was 26 well i mean i was it was definitely thinning out by the time i was 22 but it was the point of no return when i was 26 you take steroids yeah dude i, I took all the steroids there you go that's why your hair fell out exactly wish i would have uh had muscles but no just made my hair fall out make my balls (laughs) shrink what happens if you you take steroids and like don't work out (laughs) uh i'm glad you bring that up now i was telling some people online about this and they got super duper butthurt about it and then when i told 
then when I told them exact, like I told them Google this or click this link and I never heard from them again. But there was a, there's a study. They did a study a couple of years ago where they had four control groups. One group did steroids and exercised. One group did, didn't take steroids and did nothing. And then you had two control groups that I want to tell you about. One that worked out and did no steroids and one that took steroids but didn't work out. Uh, How do you think that went? I think the group that took steroids and didn't work out got uh, like really fat. Wrong. Okay. And this pisses me off because it's like, man, I'm a natural lifter. And it turns out I could gain twice, I could potentially gain twice as much muscle by taking steroids and doing nothing. Because, the dude, on average, on like on average, they like they had a bunch of different males from different age groups and all this other backgrounds and all this other shit. But I'm talking about on average, like with all they factored in all the dudes from the two control groups. On average, the group that worked out and did no steroids gained about four pounds of muscle. The group that that uh, took steroids and didn't work out gained on average seven pounds of muscle. Like I'm talking skeletal. Wait, how is that possible? Because steroids you... work and they work really well. Dude, don't muscles need to be broken down and rebuilt? Like, what if you? If well, the thing is, to, well, like it, playing it, video it, games. How does that even happen? Well, I don't know what those guys were doing, but they weren't lifting. I can tell you that. Well, the thing is with st- like. Yeah, steroids basically act as testosterone in the body. Okay, so artificial artificially muscle growth. Right? Yeah, that's pretty much what's happening. Wow. Hey, yeah, dude, that's that's a. I heard about that, and I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> Not taking steroids. Yeah, uh, I oh, I have entertained the idea. I entertain the idea quite often, but then I just have to go. You know what? I can't do that because, I mean, hold on. Let me just look this up real quick. God, I hope I don't get canceled for doing this, but let's look up Serena Williams. <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean, look, yeah, at, look at this, like, look at these I'm arms and look canceled. at this face. Like, are you going to tell me that this chick is natural? Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, dude. I mean, I kind of when I was when I was watching clips of her playing tennis a couple months ago, I wanted to like, like screen cap a picture of this and then put a picture of Jay Crowder. <laughs> dude. Yeah, steroids bro. have all kinds of undes. Yeah, the thing is, steroids have all kinds of undesirable side effects. They 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 hold on, steroid effects on on the face let me just look let me just google that and see if what comes up okay well look at this guy right here i mean it's just a thumbnail might might be clickbait but dude looks really wrinkly uh yeah i'm not really sure what wait what his face is just it looks like all the fat disappeared from his face 
I don't know. The rest of these pictures are fucking nasty, bro. I don't want to look at this shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So acne is another undesirable potential side effect of, of steroids. And then, you know, I don't need to tell you what it could potentially do to the joints, the muscles. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It says Serena Williams has never tested positive for any legal substance, despite being tested significantly more than other professional tennis players. Uh, four times. Okay. Detection. Detection window for steroids. Anabolic steroids may be detected in the urine for days up to weeks. That, that's not right. It's, it's not that long. <sighs> it's not that long. I don't remember how long. I feel like I, I took a I was a phlebotomist for five minutes and part of the job was uh, like sometimes people would come to the clinic for like pre-employment drug screenings, you know? Yeah. So we learned about that a little bit. And it's like, man, I don't really remember because I never actually drug tested anybody. Just had to brush up on that for school as part of the requirement. But I feel like steroids was really short. It was something like three it was like something like either three days or ten days or maybe like three weeks. It was not that long at all for the detection window of steroids. I mean, yeah, I don't know about Serena. I mean, uh, Anna, what's her, what's her face? Uh, Maria Sharapova tested positive for steroids. Um, she's another tennis player. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Look at this right here. I found the answer I was looking for. Um, Trend is just another type of steroid. I think they inject it into horses, but uh, three days. So it's like, yeah, you inject the steroids and it's like in your, like it's in your urine bloodstream, whatever the fuck for like three days, couple weeks. But the effects of that last so much longer, you know, like you smoke weed and you're high for, you know, a few hours and then it's in your bloodstream for the next couple of days. Right. If you're a frequent user, it could be in there for up to a month. But for steroids, it's in your system for you shoot up one time, it's in your system for a week or so. And then you can pretty much be get the benefits of the steroids for like, like six months to a year after that. Okay, so it's actually really hard to detect. It's not hard. Like the window lasts long. And you can get the effects from it for much longer after. So the window of detecting steroids is has to be very it's like it could be kind it's of like if anyone who anyone who gets caught is really stupid because they must have taken it real recently yeah um, well, we know lebron's never gonna get caught because probably nope he's got he's got like inside men telling him uh when the test is coming up or whatever must be nice Guys. yeah i talked to our friend manowar i'm like how like at your clinic, how long have they told you steroids last in the system? But I haven't heard back from them on it yet. So I don't, I still don't know what that answer is. But yeah. I would, um, take mm -hmm. I can't hear you. Pardon me. Why would they take steroids? Well, because the, it's the military. I mean, I, I learned about like getting steroids from the clinic, like from military guys. They're like, oh, I mean, they told me what was what. They're like, oh, if you do it, you got to commit to basically three months of it. 
because you can't just quit steroids cold turkey. That might be risky to your balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the guy, like one of the one of the juicers at the gym was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, do a shot, then go back a month later for another shot, and then go back a month later for another shot, and then you'll be good after that." And then you got to take estrogen blockers and all this other shit, like while you're taking it, like there's a whole process. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a lot, a lot of work just to risk ruining my health for the long run. So, yeah, that doesn't sound like it's worth it unless you're like yeah. in, in like a, something that's going to get you some money or some shit. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, if there's ever a steroid that just makes my calves look good, then I will take it. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. Just uh, let's do incline walk for like an hour a day or something. <laughs> <laughs> With everything else I do. All right, man. Well, this was fun. Um, so anyway, centers that are not mentioned here, just the ones that the real D-listers, the real D, E, and F-listers. You're on your team, you play center, and you get like maybe five points and five rebounds a game. Five points, you know, it will be generous. Five points and eight rebounds. Like, you're not that important to your team. So, you could fit comfortably into D, E, or F. Kind of like how last time we didn't evaluate a few of the power forwards, like uh, Blake Griffin or Jay Crowder. And it's like, yeah, you guys fit comfortably in E tier. Yeah. Yeah, this is a fine list. I mean, it looks like these are the playoff teams. So, I think that's Yeah. Fun. Yeah, besides, like – like uh, on the on a lot of the teams, though, the center is usually not the best player. Oftentimes, the center is like one of the worst players in the starting lineup. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we did good because these are the relevant centers that people might have actually heard of. Yeah, yeah it's, I think it is, it is a good list. I think it's, uh, it's more accurate. And then I think the power forwards list was like, maybe there's more people. It's like a little bit more. It was similarity. Yeah. This one, yeah, things pretty. This one was a little bit more cut and dry. All right, less than a minute. <clears throat> All right, man. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. This was fun, and we'll return when we return for guards. And that one's gonna probably be a lot more like the power forward tourists with them. Pretty, yeah, we got uh, we got a lot of good stuff go through. Yeah, for that one. Yeah, that one's gonna be stacked. Yeah. All right, man. It was good uh, hanging out with you, man. Thanks for having me on. Likewise. All right. Oh, don't forget to send me the Carl Malone hillbilly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send that to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, All right, man. All right. All right, man. Later, man.